0: DM us on Instagram, and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you.
1: Dolora. it is officially the week of Christmas, darling. How are you feeling?
0: Christmas time is here. (laughs) Very excited. How about you?
1: Oh, you know, it's my birthday week and it's the week of Christmas. I'm gooch. I'm out here (laughs) living it up, baby. I'm trying to take advantage of this time and just really enjoy myself. I feel like life is going by so fast. Time is going by so fast. I just want to cherish it. So that's where I'm at with things. I'm grateful. I get that. Yeah. And I'm ready to, um, you know, tear it up a little bit on this mic with you for our last... recap of 2022 yes ma'am as we mentioned last week we are recapping a christmas film new release called spirited on apple tv plus it released on november 11th runtime a little bit over two hours let me give you guys a quick summary This is a musical version of Charles Dickens' story of a miserly misanthrope who's taken on a magical journey. Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds star, as well as serve as producers on this project. So we have Will Ferrell as Ghost of Christmas Present, Ryan Reynolds as Clint, Octavia Spencer, (laughs) Best Ryan, Ryan, Octavia Spencer as Kimberly, Marlo Barkley as Ren, Sunita Mani as Ghosts of Christmas Past, Patrick Page as Jacob, Joe Tippett as Owen, and Tracy Morgan as the voice of Christmas yet to come. Reviews, Rotten Tomatoes, 69% critic score, 79% audience score, and 73% of Google users gave this film a thumbs up up delora what is your grade for this holiday release spirited
0: well i love a good musical anyone who's listened to this podcast long enough would understand that thoroughly so what's important when it comes to musicals talent exactly (laughs) the dancing the singing the musical selections and did it invoke joy so what i will say about spirited is i know what they were doing i feel like i understand their intentions because will ferrell and ryan reynolds are not singers and dancers but i was pleasantly surprised by will ferrell yeah and in a way that i still laugh because you could tell he's he's joking about bursting into random song but he's doing a really good job at it.
1: <laughs> he got a swing to them hips. He got a little swing to them hips. I'm not gonna lie to y'all.
0: What I also really enjoyed about this is um, when it comes to the dancing, the choreographer, Black woman. I am. I was just so excited to see um, to see her in her element. I actually follow her on uh, social media. I thought I had it up sooner, but she's part of the 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 sync tap ladies on on Instagram. Very inspirational. So I love that a black woman was teaching Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds how to tap dance. I'll have her name later on in the recap. I apologize for not having it readily available now. But with that being said, I gave this a C plus.
1: That was my original grade as well. C-plus was fair on my first watch and really was only going to get that because of the love I have in my heart for this time of the year. But it was my second watch, guys, that changed my heart and grade to a B-minus. I feel like I caught more of the tone and humor of it on my second watch than I probably mm. did on my first watch even though it took me a long time to get through it because I had a lot of interruptions <laughs> during my second watch. I fell asleep
0: on it the first time I watched it.
1: Yeah, I didn't fall asleep. I was just super underwhelmed. But the second time I was like, okay, I'm with y'all. I'm vibing with y'all. I chuckled at some points. The The music numbers were hitting a little different, a little bit harder. I was feeling it more. So for me, it's a B minus. But to your point, some about these musicals that if that's not your gift it really bothers me to see this did not need to be a musical. And I feel like it would have been better, but the background dancers and background singers were spectacular.
0: Fire. Spectacular. They were the foundation for sure. And I found her name. Her name is Chloe Arnold and her Instagram is Chloe Arnold taps. And the fact that she Literally choreographed those tap numbers was Black Girl Magic. Loved it, loved it, loved it. We
1: always come through, don't we? All right, Delora. Let's move into the recap itself. We begin the film narrated by the Ghost of Christmas Present, who along with the Ghosts of Christmas Past and Yet to Come are at the end of their night with a literal Karen that they are trying to make a better person. In this case, seems like it works. We see that there is an entire organization of ghosts that do these hauntings or quote-unquote simulations. This was very reminiscent of Santa's workshop vibes for me with the tone and with the aesthetic of this afterlife version of their workplace. What did you think of this version of an afterlife?
0: Would you want to work after you die ideally no but it was fascinating that based off how much time you put in you get a chance to go back to earth i thought that was interesting also one of the parts that made me laugh was they're like what's going on they're like yeah the afterlife is a musical (laughs) and this was like the most random thing ever But I love these type of shows, like the behind the scenes. It reminds me, to your point, of the Santa Claus, Mm -hmm. right? It also reminds me of Monsters, Inc. And even Inside Out, where you get a chance to see essentially where the sausage gets made.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see that. Or The Good Place, right? Where you're just seeing a version of what this reality could look like once you're gone, which is always fascinating because obviously none of us know. So it's fun to speculate, but yes. I did have to give this some thought. I was like, "What? I want to die and then have this? I mean, I see it as more of almost like a limbo that you're in if you go this route, right? Where you didn't, you may be dead, but you're not comfortable yet because you're, you're trying to get back to... You have to put in years of service. Yeah, possibly. If that's what you choose, it seems like anyway.
0: But it's like you're dead, but your business is for the living. So is that a good place to be in? Or can you just move on?
1: And if you think about it, too, what we're essentially saying is they're kind of they're they're angels in a sense that their mission is to do good, is to do good within the world. So in that sense, they are angelic. In terms of what their afterlife mission kind of is. So that's, that's beautiful. But Mm. to sum it up with this organization that they have running, they haunt someone, they change them into a better person, and then they sing about it, per the ghost of Christmas present. We find out that Ghost of Christmas Present has been eligible for retirement, as we've been talking about, for 46 seasons or years, meaning he could return to life but has been opting not to do so. My question that I literally wrote down was, why didn't Denzel have this option in the preacher's wife?
0: I feel like he would have thrived with this opportunity. Was he human or was
1: he just an angel? He was an angel
0: yeah well he never was here
1: before so. no 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 no. i'm sorry he was a human being at one point in time and he died prematurely mm. he died at the age that you see right, him right when he comes into the, the movie because that's what he says he was alive and then he died and he's been waiting in this long line to, become to an get angel. back to get back to earth to help somebody yeah. And that's one of my favorite holiday movies. I was like, Denzel would have
0: thrived with this Which option. Which is never readily available on Netflix or Hulu. Like, what is the deal? Exactly. Um, I feel like The Preacher's Wife would have been
1: a very, a much more interesting tale had Denzel had the option to buy his way, earn his way, rather, back into living. Cause then Whitney's character would have really had some choices. <laughs> that was the whole premise. She failed for him. But obviously he has to go back. He has to go back to heaven. So, and nobody remembered him thereafter. So Ghost of Christmas Present goes all in on wanting to haunt a fella named Clint Briggs, who's the owner of a media company and a big enthusiast of spreading misinformation and causing division. I'm going to start calling him just Present instead of Ghost of Christmas Present easier. Present threatens to retire when his boss, Jacob, wants to go with someone else because Clint has been dubbed an unredeemable, meaning you cannot be moved, right? It's on a file. They are very serious. But Present convinces him because he obviously just didn't want to hear him sing anymore. And they spend an entire year when they choose somebody prepping to do this one night haunt. So we kind of see this flash of, Months going by in preparation for them to have this one big night. So by December, Clint's niece comes to him for help running for student council president. He gives some questionable advice, even puts his right hand and EVP Kimberly on opposition research for his niece's eighth-grade opponent. Nothing about this plan gives Clint pause, but Kimberly was a different story. She was ready to quit. What do you think of Kimberly's? moral dilemma with her job
0: so that's a great question considering the years that kimberly has been working with clint up until this point but everyone has their floor and the idea that you're looking into middle schoolers <laughs> for dirt yeah does seem a bit low yeah You got to, you got to stand for something, right? Or you fall for anything. (laughs) Very true. I
1: also think to your point, it had built up and we see her do this musical number where she kind of talks about, you know, she's reached this peak of success and she's reached this point of being in this corner office with all the things. And from the outside looking land, it looks like it's everything, but I think she's, her soul is deteriorating. I think Gabrielle Union said something recently on like an episode of The View view about these, like when these, I can't remember her exact verbiage, but it was something along the lines of like things, like little pieces of your soul. You're taken away from it every time you're making decisions that don't align with you. Yes. And so I feel like that's what Kimberly is going through. She little pieces of her soul have been taken every time she's had to do something she didn't agree with. And Clint knows it. Clint knows she doesn't like it. Cause even when she comes back with information, he's like, you can tell she found something by how like upset she looks on her face or whatever. So she's been doing this for a while and has obviously not been enjoying her job, but it's I'm sure the financial security of it, the relationship probably she's built amongst her co-workers or whatever throughout the years and just that comfort of i have this secure job what am i going to do if i leave you know right so mm-hmm. it was unfortunate but i'm sure a lot of people could relate to kimberly and to that storyline guess who forms a love connection with miss kimberly ghost of christmas present of course who
0: would have thunk it
1: She somehow was able to see him even though nobody else can. What do you think about the spark between these two characters?
0: I think it was sweet. I think I appreciate them. You know, love is a beautiful thing and love comes in different iterations. And why not have Kimberly fall in love with a ghost? Everybody I thought, needs
1: love. I thought that they made it clearer why he was attracted to her more so than why she was necessarily attracted to him. Maybe it's just he popped up and he was kind and supportive because he gets to see so much more yes. about her and her thought process. And he felt like they had similar jobs and so he could relate and he saw what a good person <laughs> she was. Whereas he just pops up out the blue and I'm like, so Kimberly, what, what's... What's the what what's going on like Will Ferrell okay all right whatever happy for you Why y'all. not love Why is love not? because love is Kimberly,
0: Kimberly. <laughs> character could have been played by literally anyone but they chose the great Octavia so I'm happy for her have, she, have we ever seen her fall in love in a movie
1: that's a really good question nothing that
0: i can think of she's right busy now being somebody's mammy or <laughs> the help the you you know what i mean like love her yeah. fall or in love with will ferrell wasn't she
1: was in the one horror movie Ma, Mama, which I never, mom, I never watched i never watched that one i
0: saw that mess it was a mess literally
1: but no love is love and it was it's a beautiful thing that they were able to connect on a level that obviously both of them felt strongly about so clint's haunting finally gets underway and it's a bit of a shit show to say the least jacob's opening number is repeatedly interrupted ghost of christmas past has sex with clint and he (laughs) ends up breaking out of the simulation on ghost of christmas present as he attempts to fill in
0: how 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 I think they made Clint such a clever devil, literally. He was such a menace in this whole entire- Process. Entire process. I thought it was hilarious that they showed that Dolly Parton supposedly was one of the people that they (laughs) did this with. (laughs) Not the woman who has a library that pays for vaccinations that- (laughs) (laughs)
1: she seems to have such a heart of gold like how y'all choose dolly parton of all people when did y'all when did y'all take her through this when she was a teenager like she's been living on the good foot as far as we know for a a very long long time
0: time. her and her husband that she'd been married to for 50 50
1: years listen when you happy you in the background because you ain't got no reason to be out here in these streets <laughs> and getting upset about anything go ahead honey make that money baby make that money um yeah it was crazy the whole having sex with clint thing especially i was like how y'all what how does this even work she's not how does it alive. even work that is my is question this like in his mind is is he in a dream state like how does this
0: how are we doing this but okay we should ask joy (laughs) joy who you don't remember joy from the view she joked about having a ghost lover no i don't remember this episode google it google it oh my my fave, joy behart had the nerve to say that she had a ghost lover hey it was a joke but it's a running one now
1: I have vivid dreams and that has not, that spirit hasn't filled me. So that sounded so dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right, let's move on. So present decides to give clint a glimpse into his own past because clint's been trying to do this whole angle throughout of trying to get to know him and ask him questions and all this and he's like listen to keep this on on track let me give you some info so he takes him back in the past and k surprise surprise turns out ghost of christmas present is the ebenezer scrooge the only other unredeemable to ever go through the program. He says he had changed for at least the three weeks that he lived after this.
0: That was funny.
1: Did you see this plot twist coming?
0: It was a joyful plot twist. To me, it made sense that he was Ebenezer Scrooge based off of how adamant he he is with his job he had the ability to retire 46 seasons ago and he hadn't because of his drive his passion for the work and that's because he himself has gone through the process so I love this twist I'm like I was waiting for Ebenezer to show up and so to find out that you know, Will Ferrell characters, in fact, the Scrooge, I was here for it.
1: Yeah, it was probably the most interesting thing about this film, in my opinion, that yes. makes it unique to the iterations we've seen before. Cause like Scrooge with Bill Murray is one of my favorite films of of this genre. And so as I was watching this, I was like, How are, is it, 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 seems, it yeah, it seems it seemed to be, and Bill Murray's problematic. Yes, I'm aware now, but the, no, that's
0: not why. It, it's just not my favorite version of the Christmas story. So that's why I, I was like, oh, okay.
1: Oh, I loved it. First of all, Bill Murray is hilarious. And I say that more to the, to everybody that I know who's like, oh, Bill Murray. Yes, I know. The Lucy Lou story and all that has been, oof, it's tough now. but then when that when I've over the years and I've watched it I love that version I'm like so how are we really going to shake this up from just you trying to help someone who you know has such a bad spirit and all this and you know how are we going to really make it unique and I thought this was very clever and Mm. I also love this set like when we go back in time to the supposed 1800s and it is my favorite musical number good afternoon (laughs) yes
0: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and as a v- very random point, one of my favorite Christmas Carol movies, two thousands, a diva's Christmas Carol, starring Vanessa Williams and Chile.
1: Okay, I was going to say. I think I remember that one. I thought she was about to say. For some reason, the one with Brandy and Diana Ross, but I don't think that was a holiday.
0: No, it wasn't. Um, That was called Platinum. Something Platinum.
1: Yeah, Double Platinum, maybe? Double Platinum? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, the fact that Good Afternoon means F you in the past, I'm like, I'm going to get a chuckle out of that for a long time. Same. Whenever someone says Good Afternoon to me or vice versa. (laughs) Jacob- ends up having to come through and set the haunt back on track. Because again, this is an unsanctioned, this is not the norm. We've deviated completely from their normal setup for Clint. He has thrown curveballs left and right. And this was yet another one that, you know, Jacob has to kind of step in and handle. We see Clint through his present mistakes, including, as I mentioned, the bad advice to his niece. But the whopper for me was having to see the mistake he made of rejecting his sister's dying request to take his niece when she yeah. passed away. What did you think of Clint after seeing that moment?
0: I was terribly disappointed in him. He had the resources to be able to do it, but I mean up into this point he is the biggest scoundrel you know what I mean and so in some ways it's not surprising that he didn't fulfill his end of I don't want to call it the bargain or the promise but it was really sad very sad to see and I was terribly disappointed in him and I'm sure it ate at him as well but again because he was such a ruffian I think (laughs) you know they they stump on people's expectations and emotions daily often
1: all i could think was thank god for owen what would he have done if there wasn't a spare sibling to pick up that responsibility you saw owen was you're my sister whatever it is you need just let me know the polar opposite of clint yes and your sister is dying in a hospital and she tells you her last request of you is for you to take your niece. I just, I can't imagine being in that position. I can't imagine and refusing like that would definitely yeah. eat away at me if, I mean, one could say at least he has the thought of, but I'm not going to be the best
0: for this job
1: at least yeah it is a level
0: of self-awareness It is. he is an awful person (laughs) he's
1: very self-centered very self-involved manipulative but but it's the why would your sister choose you and request this of you if she didn't see more in you and I think that's where the disappointment comes from is clearly you were her choice and she's not going to be here and she wanted you to be the one to raise her child so it was it was heartbreaking um Clint figures out why ebenezer scrooge or ghost of christmas present as i've been calling him has held off retirement it's because he fears he is still unredeemable what you think about this revelation of his guilt for the life that he had lived after two centuries of serving humanity
0: it makes sense it makes sense there are all types of people running away from their past doing in his case, good work, thankfully, you know, but I think it was a deep revelation, but it wasn't surprising. And it's one of those things where it's like, you you got to forgive yourself after a while.
1: Yeah. How long will it take for you to feel like you've atoned because granted the mistakes he made did cost people their lives,
0: their homes,
1: their families. The the,
0: the Maslow um, hierarchy part, of part. needs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he was
1: not. He was not a nice person. But after two hundred plus years, I'd say it's a job well done. I felt like. He was being very hard on himself to not be able to chalk it up to you've done the best job that you can, and you were human at the time, and doing not the best you can, but you've you've done your best now, and that's what counts. All it took was the possibility of the love of a good woman, Delora, for him to move.
0: Ain't forward. it always? Ain't it
1: always? <laughs> impressive hella per- impressive performance on this one too with the lights the light show that he did when he when the background yes. dancers did rather when yes. he did unredeemable I was like oh that's a showstopper <laughs> you know
0: what I mean love and again that I love Will Ferrell so much because you know it, it's it's that joke it's the slight joke of like him being so sincere but over-exaggerated but also really trying to hit these notes like yeah. I feel it's like, genius I love it I feel like maybe the reason why Will Ferrell
1: was I don't even want to say better why he seemed a little less stiff to me than Ryan Reynolds is because even though Ryan Reynolds is funny he's still handsome and so I, I wonder if it's like Will Ferrell is so much more used to completely making a fool of himself than ryan reynolds because ryan reynolds makes a fool of himself but he's still good looking does that make well,
0: sense yes and no when it comes to ryan reynolds it's he's an asshole he's a <laughs> handsome asshole in 99 of the movies yes that, he is that we watch and we love it but when it comes to will ferrell i think he has a level of endearment in what he does or at least that's what he gets out of me like he's endearing <laughs> and it's like you root for him and he's ridiculous and he's funny and he's trying and yeah. I'm still rooting for him like yeah could be I just feel like in terms of
1: performers I think there could be a level of vanity that one has that the other just does not so it lets Will Ferrell just kind of be a little but he's bit more been free like that
0: in his entire career and that's what we love about him. that's why we love elf so much you we, love elf I don't love oh elf my God. I don't I love, love I've never loved elf I love oh Will Ferrell
1: but elf goodness. is just not uh not it for me I'm but sorry it's
0: that same thing where it's like you are making a complete fool of yourself but you go he goes for it he even does. if he's ridiculous in doing it and I I find that endearing
1: he's definitely endearing so clint ends up taking the retirement he wakes up in clint's bed for whatever reason i so wish (laughs) that in this moment they had hit us with the line did we just become best friends yep (laughs) i was waiting for it waiting for it (laughs) ghosts of christmas yet to come shows up and shows Clint the outcome of his niece sending that video of her opponent out. This child committed suicide as a result due to the online bullying, devastating. So Clint supposedly doesn't have a change of heart, but just feels like, oh, I need to go repair this one mistake, rushes to stop her. But Kimberly had already advised her against it. And Kimberly finally says, you know what? I quit enough is enough. I'm done with this. This was a step too far. To wrap the movie, Clint is finally changed when he jumps in front of a bus to save Ghost of Christmas Present, who is wanting to return to the afterlife. Because the fact that Clint doesn't change makes him feel like well, if he's unredeemable and he never changed, I'm never really changed either. So he's like, I got to go back. I've made a mistake.
0: and right. But
1: but you see then that switch flip because they've become friends. They've bonded. That's his bro, as he likes to say.
0: Well, Clint has not cared for anything outside of himself in a very long time.
1: Not even his niece did he really want to give the time of day to when she originally came to the office to try to get his help. Too bad Clint dies but instead of joining his sister in the light he decides to take a gig recently vacated as the ghost of christmas present and somehow he convinces his sister to join him as well did you note know that
0: i did but he's a master salesperson but
1: you're not going to convince me to leave heaven
0: and come back down here
1: <laughs> to push I've in, papers i've been in what the light what are we doing i've been in the light <laughs> I've been, I've been by his side and I'm gonna come back down here. I don't, I don't think so. And present AKA Ebenezer Scrooge starts the family he's always wanted with Kimberly. Is the moral of this story that unredeemable have to die to be truly redeemed?
0: Oh my gosh. I think, I think it's all about self-sacrifice caring about your fellow man understanding heal the world the world is bigger than you and me
1: I feel like you just said all like several lyrics to heal the world
0: um the last part was Hamilton but oh, sure
1: okay, okay. <laughs> 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 but you get what I'm saying though Clint yeah. died and yeah. pre- the Scrooge died, and that's yep. when you supposedly, you know, it's just kind of like, and what are y'all trying to tell us that people don't really change until they die? That would be a terrible story. But awful. To your to your point, I do think it was supposed to be about selflessness, right, and about you know loving on others, taking care of other people, being accessible for other people, um, in ways that Clint. Throughout this story, just wasn't being of service to to everyone and to humanity. I feel like was a big moral of this story as well. And it was fun. It was it was some fun moments and some fun parts to see how they went about again this revision of this classic story that we've seen over the years in multiple iterations already. Do I think that Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds necessarily need to be in another musical? No, but hey. They've done this one and the back the backup folks were fantastic. So fan freaking tastic! it is what it is. So Delora, give me your final thoughts on this conclusion and just on this film in general.
0: My final thoughts on spirited. The fact that Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell are in a Christmas musical is hilarious in itself mm-hmm. <laughs> and the fact that we go into this story and i appreciated the twists and the turns again ryan reynolds was not nearly as bad as ryan goslin in la la land mm. <laughs> when it comes to overall performance i will put that out there
1: hey but gosling learned a musical instrument so i'm just saying
0: Mm. he did it was fun it was fun again the chorus did the damn thing yeah they did I i applaud them again shout out again to chloe arnold taps I love seeing her and her floppy fro tap it just brings me so much joy because I actually follow her on Instagram before I knew she was a part of this project so and then I love seeing Octavia do something different in her career she deserves why not be Will Ferrell's love
1: interest she lived a softer life in this than we've gotten to see her in many other features
0: softer life I'm here for it it was a lot of fun, Ashley. What about yours? What's, what's your final thoughts?
1: Uh, Tis the season, man. I can't say that this is going to go down as my favorite <laughs> Christmas film that's released in 2022. But you had, these, you had these heavy hitters. You had some good times. You had a variation of a story that I usually really enjoy. And it brought some of that spirit that I need and I look forward to during this time of the year, for sure, and I, it never hurts to look at Ryan Reynolds. Uh, that's that's just that's just uh, be honest
0: about that part. And let's keep it one thousand. He is the same character in most movies, but I never seem to tire of it. Why is that? Because he is he is a good looking person,
1: <laughs> and that's probably why.
0: <laughs> oh, I also appreciated the call out of them being in Vancouver because he's originally he's canadian. Mm-hmm. I, I I love little details like that um in the movie.
1: All right guys, well that is it for our recap of Spirited Again. Hope you guys enjoy. If you have any thoughts or feedback, let us know. Hope you're watching some great holiday either faves or classics or new releases and are just really getting in the spirit for this week as we gear up for Christmas time. All right, Delora, what you got for Hidden Gems for the people?
0: This is our final podcast of the year, and I'm going to give you all a few of my favorite things. So the first one is a movie that just came out. It is A Christmas Carol. It's called Scrooge, A Christmas Carol. (laughs) It's an animated movie available on Netflix. It's rated G, so it's family friendly. It's an hour and 36 minutes long it's it's good is it the best one ever no but there are some musical selections in this one that i am just like wow they really went there vocally and i appreciate the effort luke evans plays Ebene- ebenezer scrooge we love and know him as Gaston in the live action uh beauty and the beast movie he also plays dracula very handsome man but didn't know old dude had pipes and he was in nine perfect strangers too right he was Mm -hmm. yes ma'am and the wonderful olivia coleman is also in uh this movie we watched it last week because it became available and i thought it was befitting to give another version a shout out These next two items on my Hint and Gym list are things that I have held near and dear to my heart for a good portion of the year that I like to share with you all. I have hinted to this book series in, I believe, our recap of The School for Good and Evil. Um, It's called A Court of Thorns and Roses. I read this series this year. And I have been blown away. These books are ridiculously long, um, but it is back in my fantasy bag. It follows a young huntress named uh, Farrah. Uh, she lives on in the human realm and the other realm are full of fairies. And one thing that I love about fairy lore, when it comes to humans, you know, they're full of riddles and deceptions and don't eat their foods and all that and of course um there's a love story there's a survival story so it's kind of like ketniss everdeen with a little bit of what's what's another one that i think would be a good representation of describing what's going on it's like if Katniss Everdeen ended up in a land full of fairies essentially and there's all types of twists and turns and what I love about this series is it's well written and everything matters like there are what you think are throwaway lines in the first book that means so much by the time you get to the third uh, the the second book and third and fourth and so on my favorite book in the series is the second book i love it 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 because that's where most of the twists and turns happen in, t- in this big saga of a story and i'm not gonna say anymore but there are multiple love interests and the one that she goes for is Literary Bay. That's all I got to say to that. All right, my final hint, gem is a gospel album. It is called Encountered by Todd Galbraith. One thing I love um, growing up, grew up in the church, my church, was known for their praise and worship and whenever I am able to hear really good praise and worship music it just means so much to me and I share it with my my family my mother and my sister I got them all on this bandwagon because this album is full of bangers there are 18 songs and everything from Joy is Coming featuring uh, Travis Green come in he won't fail and the one that i adore is called fear is not my future this is an iteration of a very famous maverick city song but this one this version banger and it's featuring the tasha cobb leonard okay If you love live gospel music, this album is for you. It's anointed. It's just, it's so good. So highly, highly recommend. My final hidden gems of the year, Ashley, what about yours?
1: All right. Thank you so much. I have three as well. My first one is Braxton Family Christmas Album. This dropped back in 2015. And it still goes strong for me on my Christmas playlist. If y'all have not listened to this album, I believe it's eight tracks, but it's particularly their version of Last Christmas that, oh, sometimes I listen to that throughout the year just because it just makes me feel some type of way. The harmonies of the sisters, Tony out here doing vocally what Tony Bra- Tony D. Braxton does. I just love it. I don't feel like it gets enough love out here when I see memorable Christmas album albums and christmas music being promoted so i just wanted to give it a plug and rest in peace tracy braxton so that's the braxton family christmas album my second hidden gem the white lotus season two. two oh i had been holding out on this as a hidden gem because i really had to see how this season was gonna wrap the first season was cool but i didn't love it but this second season set in italy so good so good to me. Appointment television for me every single week. I was waiting to week.
0: binge it, so it's worth the binge. It's really good. And Do I, I had, need to watch the first season?
1: I don't, I mean, you might want to watch the first season because there are two characters that are pulled into the second season. And okay. so if you at least are with them a little bit in the first season, you'll see a little bit more of their dynamic and the one particular one who's Jennifer Coolidge's character, her personality so mm-hmm. that would be helpful, but otherwise they're pretty separate stories. Mm-hmm. Um, But the twists and turns this season, fun. I did not guess what was the, the big finale. Um, And it was, oh, it was good. I don't want to give too much because there's a lot to unpack with the White Lotus. And I want people to just get into it and just enjoy it. But season two for me was a step up from season one. I'll say that season one was awarded you know, they've won many awards. So Yes, they did. My final hidden gem is Riches. This is a series that's currently on Amazon Prime. It is a Black British drama focused on the successful Richards family whose patriarch dies suddenly, leaving the family company up for grabs and the return of his estranged daughter and son. I binged this over the weekend. I wasn't sure about it at first because I don't usually watch a lot of Amazon Prime original series i don't mm-hmm. know if it's necessarily original but just some of, amazon can be hit and miss i guess is the point i'm trying to make yes. but i i got into this one and i love seeing a, a predominantly black cast obviously but the dynamics within this family the dynamics within business the dynamics within exes and wives and siblings and all this it was, it was an interesting journey. I'll say that over the course of this first season, which was six episodes. I don't believe it's been announced whether it's renewed for a season two, but I definitely feel like the first season is worth checking out. So that is Riches on Amazon Prime. And those are our final hidden gems of the year, guys. It has been a pleasure. Hope you enjoy your christmas hope you enjoy your new years we will be back in january with some fresh episodes hanukkah and kwanzaa there you go take care of yourselves guys enjoy the holiday season rest up spend time with your loved ones take care of yourself do all the things we are wishing you the very best and we cannot wait to talk to you in
0: the new year absolutely We love you all. We thank you all for your support, for showing up week after week. We really enjoy having our conversations and sharing them with you. And Ashley, happy early birthday.
1: Thank you so much. Y'all know I'm I'm over here sipping as we speak.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to miss you, but. I hope you enjoy your birthday and see you in the new year. All right, guys, be blessed. Bye.